1: So Tom Noy is coming in. Tom Noy
2: in the house. No, 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 no begging on your part to get me on the show. I'm like uh, Notre Dame and Peyton Bowen. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. No begging needed. I'm coming on.
1: I didn't have to make any in-home visits to get Tom Noy on here. Nothing like that.
2: We're not taking taking any any, uh, photos around the Christmas tree and having a special dinner. None of that stuff. You just send me a text message and say, come on at 620, and I'm on at 620.
1: Boom! There we are. We're 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 off and rolling and ready to go. By the way, for our our uh, YouTube viewers right now, if you have uh, any men's basketball questions for Tom, you can go ahead and throw some in there. We'll get to those here in a little bit. Did I see Tom? It's like, did you tweet something recently? Have you been at the Tribune for thirty years now? Is that
2: right? I have been at the South Bend Tribune for thirty years. 1992, I started, and this is year 25 devoted to strictly Notre Dame men's basketball. So I have been a Notre Dame men's basketball beat writer wow. for a quarter century. <laughs> Go figure. That's right,
1: man. You don't look old enough to be have been on that beat for 30 oh, years. Come
2: on, yes I do. <laughs> young <laughs> at heart, it's, it keeps me young. So that's why what? I still continue to do it.
1: What did that staff look like? What did that tribune ah, staff look like when you got there?
2: A heck of a lot different than what it looks like now. I think Not we bad. had I think we had eight or nine full-time people. We had three sports editors. We had a sports editor and wait, I think we had one sports editor and three assistant sports editors, two designers. We had, I mean, we 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 used to have a cafeteria in the South Bend Tribune. We're lucky if we're lucky that we have like an actual conference room space to eat your burrito that
1: you bring in now. <laughs> yeah,
2: but but you know what? I'm not complaining because after grinding it and the young people that that work in this business never will we, we'll never understand that this but after grinding it it's the and Tribune at the corner of Colfax and Lafayette for 25, 26, 27 years before the pandemic the chance to work at home, the chance to work remotely, I'm all for that because I spent many a long night in the South Bend Tribune offices till one, two, three o'clock in the morning. Back when we were doing Irish Sports Report covering Notre Dame football, myself and David Haw, yeah, we would be in ISR offices till 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning on a football Saturday. So I, I am more than happy not to work in an office.
1: Speaking of uh, football, here's your first basketball question. Derek wants to know, what's your favorite thing about football?
2: (laughs) (laughs) You know what? It's a change of pace. I like the change of pace. I like the fact that I can get on an airplane uh, on Black Friday and in four hours be out in Los Angeles getting ready to cover the USC game. Some of the places that we go to in covering Notre Dame football, Ohio State, uh, the Coliseum, just the places that you go to, to cover Notre Dame football next year, we're going to Clemson to cover that game. So I think it's the places and the historic places that Notre Dame goes to you, you're not go. you're not going to some rinky dink college football stadium. If you're covering a, a Notre Dame game away from five, seven, four. So yeah, I, no I, I like, I like the places that, that we wind up going to travel in covering Notre Dame football.
1: Yeah, it's, that's that's one of the very good things. Having been to the Coliseum a few times, you know, there there uh, the Coliseum looks better than the last time I saw it. It's been a few years <laughs> since I've been to the Coliseum, but it at least since, looks since a better. The shape. remodel,
2: I'll tell you this, Sean. In two thousand eighteen, when Notre Dame played out there, we basically were housed. The press box was housed in trailers. I don't know how they did it, but wow. they put they put trailers in the mezzanine section of the Coliseum, and that's where we were. We're like, hey, uh, we're sitting in trailer one or we're sitting in trailer two. So from from that, this was the first time in 2022 that we had been there in, in, because the pandemic took away the 2020 game. Right, But it's an open-air press box with an unbelievable view of downtown Los Angeles. You can see the Hollywood sign. You got the sunset falling into the Pacific Ocean off to your left it's probably one of the best views that you'll get in, co- in covering college football.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Learn more at Marines.com.
1: I agree. I would agree with that. I think the last time I was there, it was raining, though. So (laughs) uh, the view was not quite as as good that night. You know what? I still can't get over the fact it's been – I was just thinking about this while you were talking. It's been close to three years since you and
2: I did a show together. Do they even do radio anymore? Remember, I'm when not we sure. Do they? I, I, I think I think radio's gone out with like the typewriter. They don't do radio anymore, <laughs> right? What is radio? <laughs> we're doing podcasts. We're doing this. This is a much better medium. We don't have to worry about commercials. I'm not doing a weather read like we used to do in the old place, the place that will 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 be uh, we we will not name. So this is a lot better, and we can just sit here and talk. And if we go over.
1: We go over. That's right. That's Vince. Vince and I discover that on a nightly basis. You know, we can yeah. go as long as we want. Just like you said, talk right. We don't, there are no commercial breaks. You don't have to worry about commercial breaks. And it's amazing, like how much content we're able to get in compared to, we. you know, like I did a two hour radio show. We probably jam more into like an hour and 15 minutes of this show than we did in a full two hour show before. So
2: This is just as long as we're not talking about the Dallas Cowboys.
1: (laughs) Well, that does come up from time to time. here. Yeah, I'm sure it does. (laughs) Every once in a while. Well, where do you want to start with this basketball team? You know, I've got a few questions in here. I think this is the most pertinent one to me right now. This is the most troubling thing. What's going on? In the paint. They can stop nobody in the paint. Marquette just killed them with 50 points in the paint last week, their last time out. And as D-Rock Irish says, we get out rebounded on a yearly basis, including Boston U about a week ago. You know, obviously with with Paul Atkinson last year, it was a much different story, but they don't have anything close to that presence right
2: now. It's odd because you watch these non-conference games, whether it's Radford or Lipscomb or Southern Indiana or most recently Syracuse and the other day against Marquette, and it's almost like the other team will play, they'll, they'll get a few possessions, they'll play a half. Sometimes it takes more than a half to kind of figure it out. But eventually the light bulb goes on with the other team like, hey, look. Notre Ames got nothing inside get all inside. these outside shots. We're not going to live on the three point line. Let's just get in there and drive it. Cause there's nobody in there. And, and I mean, it's, it's something where you knew it was, it was going to be an issue this year, the interior defense because they did not have Paul Atkinson because Mike Bray wanted to go four guards around one big man. I I, I think it's, it's, it's more. It's it's it can be more manageable than what it has been, but when this team slides and backslides defensively, it really backslides. Like it's there's just no resistance there. Dane Goodwin is getting back cut time and time and time again. Like the other teams run on a Princeton offense that Notre, that Notre Dame looks like it's never defended, and that's where, where where some of the back cuts came in against Boston U last week. That's where some more of the back cuts came in on Sunday against Marquette. So, the defensively, it, they're never going to be a grind you up, get up into your stuff, and, and suffocate you. But it has to be, it has to be better than what it has been defensively. And that's from a defensive standpoint. Now, when they're that bad defensively, and then they're that bad offensively, that leads you to where they are now. And, and again big troubles. It's not like they're four this at this time last year they were four and five and they were kind of searching for who they are. They're 7 and 3 but it's it's kind of an empty 7 and 3 of where they yeah. are they're at sitting here on December 15th. My
1: my question I guess, you know, in terms of the big man, I know they wanted to bring in a big man and you know maybe they didn't find the kind of guy they wanted. You know, Ben Allen Lubin is really good athlete, but he's a freshman and, mm-hmm. you know, they've got Matt Zona, who's a junior who obviously, you know, Mike brave feels like is not ready. It, it just, it, it just seems like even if they weren't going to get a quote unquote premier or, you know, higher end big guy, they could have at least found somebody who could give them some quality minutes just in terms of defense at that end of the floor.
2: Here's the thing on the big man. Don't get caught up in the window dressing of they're looking at this guy in the portal or that guy in the portal. They looked at Grant Grant Basile, who wound up going from Wright State to Virginia Tech. It's ironic that they were going to wind up playing against him this year. Yeah, but They did not really explore a big man in the transfer portal the way they thought, the way a lot of people thought they did. Because here was Mike Ray's thinking once he found out that now a lot of this would have changed had Nate Lashevsky done what a lot of people close to that program inside that program thought Nate Lashevsky was going to do and pull apprentice hub and say, Hey, i am I've, I've been here four years. I've done my four years. I've got my degree, but I'm ready for the next basketball challenge. 99% of the time last year, as they're going through a 24 and 11 season, they were under the impression that Nate Lashevsky was gone, and if Nate Lashevsky was gone, then they would have gone out and truly tried to find a big man. But once Nate Lashevsky said at the end of May, "Hey, I think I've got some unfinished business back in South Bend. I want to come back for a fifth year," Mike Bray thought with the combination of Nate Lashevsky and Van Allen Lubin that could hold the fort defensively. Now, in in their defense. No, no pun intended but in their defense <laughs> at Notre Dame van Allen Lubin took two shots to the face in preseason and I right. think that changed that was one of the one of the aspects that that kind of changed the entire trajectory of what this season could be the other one was when Marcus Hammond got hurt and went down with the knee injury they weren't counting on Trey Wirtz being the the facilitator for the offense so we can we'll talk about that in a minute but when Van Allen Lubin got hurt, not once, but twice in the face, missed some time, missed that scrimmage against DePaul. Nate Lashevsky also missed the scrimmage against DePaul. And they wound up, they're thinking we're going to play the secret scrimmage against DePaul at Wintrust. And we're going to have Nate Lashevsky and Van Allen Lubin. and We're going to find out exactly what we have in those guys. Instead, they've they get Dom Campbell and Matt Zona as the bigs in that scrimmage. And DePaul beat them. Because they didn't have their two big guys, so when Van Allen Lubin gets hurt, it kind of threw everything out of whack. To Van Allen Lubin was going to be a starter. I think. I think had this ha- had some of the things happen not happened in preseason, the starting lineup was going to be J.J. Starling, Cormac Ryan, Dane Goodwin, Van Allen Lubin, and Nate Lashevsky. That yeah. was going to be the starting five, and they were going to play with two bigs and maybe they would have been a little bit better defensively. Maybe the Radford game doesn't come down to one defensive possession. Maybe the Lipscomb's, Lipscomb game doesn't come down to one possession. Maybe they're better defensively against the likes of Marquette and St. Bonaventure. But when Venn got hurt, it kind of it kind of threw this, this program for a loop that Mike Bray wasn't expecting to have to deal with so early in the season. Interesting.
1: Got a super chat. Thank you, Wicked Bronco Productions. Why does Bray never go after seven footers? I mean, we saw it last season (laughs) against what is Mutz versus Virginia Tech and against Marquette and Cuse. They can get them but we can't, I mean, seven footers, I don't think they just grow on trees. Right. Tommy?
2: <laughs> but yeah. I and has, <laughs> has he, has this guy watched a lot of college basketball lately? Like they're, uh, unless your name is Zach Eady. The game's evolved, moved away from seven-footers. Like, yeah. if, if guys don't want to be classified as a seven-footer.
1: Seven-footers right? are shooting three-pointers now. So. Yeah, Kevin,
2: Kevin Kevin Durant doesn't want to be listed as seven feet, even though he might be seven feet because of the stigma that's attached with seven-footers. It's not a big-man game. It's a game for guys who are 6'6", 6'7", 6'8", 6'9", maybe 6'10", and it's, it's something where – Marquette doesn't have Marquette doesn't have any seven footers like there was not anybody at the rim that it was like, okay, how are we going to get our shots off? How are we going to run offense with this guy in the back? Now, that said, Syracuse has a guy in Jesse Edwards, who's 6'10", who may be the most improved player in the league as we sit here on December 15th. (laughs) could make a run on an all league team the way he's playing. I mean, but, the way he played against Notre Dame, you'd put him on an all-league team. Right absolutely. But <laughs> it's if this is this is not a, you're not this is not going to be a league once they get into league play here in the next couple of weeks, where it's going to be a steady stream of seven footers. The game has kind of evolved away from that to where it's more perimeter oriented. It's more drive and kick. It's more we're going to drive the ball at you and try to stop and you try to stop it than to have a guy standing there in the lane with his arms up in the air like this for 40 minutes.
1: Right, right, exactly. Now, this is a, a recurring question over the years uh, that I've heard a lot. I have my own answer to it. I, I have a feeling yours will probably be similar, but I'll let you answer it. Chi-Town uh, wants to know why there's such a disparity between the success of the women's team and the men's team, especially over the last decade.
2: Just look at the parity in those two sports. Now I know it's all college basketball, but I look at men's college basketball and women's college basketball as kind of two separate entities. Like they 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 both play the same sport. They both play on a on a ten foot rim. They both bounce an orange basketball, but the games are different. Like same sport, at, different
1: game, yeah.
2: It's a, yeah. Look at look at some of the teams that Notre Dame has played on the men's side. We talked about Radford. We talked about Southern Indiana. We talked about Lipscomb. Given where the parity is in men's basketball, those teams have a chance to beat the middle of the road ACC teams. That doesn't happen in a women's game. Look at the Merrimack game that the women just played at home. What were they up at halftime? Like like forty seven to eleven. You know, it's, it's right, right, It's it's a different game where there are there are only a, oh so many teams and programs in the women's game that can make it to a final four. You can probably count on two hands that can go to a final four this year. There are maybe 20 to 30 to 40 teams in the men's game that have a chance to go to the final four. So the disparity, if you're looking at why do, why do, does the Notre Dame women's program do this? And why does the Notre Dame men's program not do this? You can't look at it like that because it's, they're, they're two separate entities they're two separate programs and they're two apples and oranges when it comes to, to trying to compare the the the, the college, what it's like in college basketball. And I mean
1: we just have to be honest the money is different the lure of the NBA versus the lure of the WNBA is different. You see, you know, like the, the women's game is still that it's it's a very rare exception where you have you know a player who's not going to come back for her senior season you know to to opt out and and mm-hmm. go for the WNBA because the money is nowhere the same you don't have one and done now the men's game is going to be uh doing away with one and done uh, did they make that final decision is that definitely happening they're doing I think away it's with one on and the done? table
2: you know you know yeah. how the
1: NBA moves like yeah. no snail's pace but yeah that, but my point is you don't have one and done, you know, and again, you don't have guys jumping directly, you know, so there's, there's, as you said, there's a lot more turnover in these men's programs. It's, it's just different. It's same sport, different game for men's to women's I think, And, and money, money and the lure of the money has a lot to do with it because the women can go play in the WNBA eventually. But again, they're not making near. And Muffet has said that, you know, in the past they're not making near what the men are making so there's there's just a different kind of pull you know from the top i think when it comes to that different sports yep completely
0: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: A lot of people want to know about Mike Bray. right now. <laughs> what about him? Decaf 18. When will Bray retire? Decaf. Whenever he, he
2: wants. Uh, you know, people... This is this is such a hot-button topic for Notre Dame basketball fans, but he's the winningest coach in program history. And I, I go back to where this program was in 2000, where it hadn't gone to an NCAA tournament, where it hadn't established any sort of culture in the league that it played in in the Big East, let alone the ACC. To, do, to go and do what Mike Bray has done in the 23 years he's been here, to establish a type of style in the Big East and then win. And then – have to start over again in the acc establish a certain type of style and still win you go back to 2000 the year 2000 so 22 23 years ago and say all right this program is going to have its third coach in as many seasons it hasn't gone to an ncaa tournament in 11 years you're going to go to say 15 ncaa tournaments over the next 20 years you're going to be in selection sunday You're going to go to two elite eights. You're going to go to a sweet 16 for the first time in 16 seasons. You're going to win the Atlantic Coast Conference men's tournament on a Saturday night in Greensboro where you're beating Duke and Carolina back to back. You're going to almost make it to another ACC tournament championship game the next season and you would have won or two years later and you would have won it. You would have won that ACC tournament had Bonzi Colson not sprained his ankle that year. Yeah, You're going to do all this with this next coach. I think 100% of Notre Dame fans would have signed up for it and said, I'll do it. Let's go. Who's going to be the coach? Mike Bray? All right, Mike Bray is going to be the coach. Now, I think where people where people get, get bent out of shape about this is they see the success with Notre Dame women's basketball, like we talked about. They see the the success in Notre Dame football. They want to equate that and say Notre Dame men's basketball should be challenging for national championships every single season. That is unequivocally false. It will never happen, no, no matter who the coach is. If you really look at the program of Notre Dame men's basketball and look at it where it is in the ACC, Notre Dame in the ACC for men's basketball is a heck of a lot closer to being Wake Forest and Boston College than it is being Duke and Carolina. Right. People don't want to see that. People don't want to hear that. But the administration at Notre Dame are saying, they, they have said, look, this is what we want our basketball program to be. What Mike Bray has done with it, that's exactly what Notre Dame administration wants out of this program because it is, it is so hard to compete in that league If you're if you're a small Catholic school or a small private school like a Boston College, like a Wake Forest, like a Notre Dame, it's hard.
1: I get what you're saying, Wicked Bronco. I I think you know. With another super chat, can we talk about how we should have made the Final Four in the 15-16 season? Okay, I mean, you know, they were they were close, but what do you think the issue has been with Notre Dame? since those runs. He says, we need a Freeman version of a Notre Dame men's basketball coach. And of course he does the LOL at the end, but you know, because I I agree with what you're saying to an extent, Tom, but it seems like, you know, the, the, the shine, the glean, everything that they got out of those runs to the elite eight and all that things obviously changed quite a bit. This has been a much different kind of team these past few years and I think that that's kind of what people you know like the frustration used to be well we get to the tournament but we lose in the first or second round and we're now it's like can we get to the tournament can we have a you know can we put a product on the floor that gets people excited what do you think about all that
2: okay answering that question would take probably a week <laughs> it might take two weeks to talk about all the different areas it's not it's not a one- size fits all this is the problem I'm telling you it, it, just by just by replacing the head coach and I've been on the train of you know what it might be time for Mike Bray to really take a hard look and see whether or not he's got the juice and the energy and the passion that he had 10 years ago that he had five years ago to continue on so I, it's not just replacing or possibly replacing. A head coach or an assistant coach, or saying, "Let's build a practice facility. That's going to solve all our ills." Notre Dame has its practice facility. It doesn't solve it. It's the conference that they play in. It's the type of program that they have to run under the parameters that the university want it want it to be run. And then you're playing against the Dukes and the Carolinas and the Virginia Techs and the Virginias of the world. Like that's hard. That's a hard league to say Notre Dame should be should finish 1st, 2nd or 3rd every single season. You can't get it it's hard for you to get to the NCAA tournament and go to the go to the Elite 8 like you did in 15 or go to the Elite 8 like you did in 16. Every single year when you've got the Dukes and the Carolinas and the Virginias of the world if people expect Notre Dame men's basketball to be like Duke and to be like Carolina and to be like Virginia and now to be like Virginia Tech in the ACC, those are expectations that will never be met. I'm I'm sorry, it's just not going to happen.